<laughs> you sound like a cokehead. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I did a few bumps in fucking Afrin, bro. <laughs> uh, ready to go. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, we're on the air. Um, hi. I wish you were a good time. So, I'm still not a good time, according <laughs> to my wife. Uh, uh, hi everybody, I'm, uh... Okay, so you're I was home, just... ready to go to Raleigh tomorrow. What's up? You're going to Raleigh tomorrow? Oh, yeah, tomorrow you're going night. to Raleigh tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. I, I leave again. Um, I was just flipping through Facebook while I was waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you know who Kanye West is, right? Northwest I, father. I, what? And you know who Paul McCartney is? Stella McCartney's okay. father? Yeah. Fine. <laughs> just to piss me off, you'll say it that way. Okay. <laughs> um, they came out with a song together. And mm-hmm. all these idiots, I was just reading this on Facebook, all these idiots are like tweeting, I don't know who Paul McCartney is, but Kanye's going to give this man a career with this new song. Who is Paul McCartney? He about to blow up thanks to Kanye. Oh, wow. <laughs> who the fuck is Paul McCartney? This is why I love Kanye for shining light on unknown artists. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I know. That's so sad. Isn't it? I mean, it really is. Like, when you look at, like, Paul McCartney, the Beatles, I, I, granted, he's, he's you know, he was a member of the Beatles, and not just Paul McCartney it wasn't his big claim to fame, so to speak, but still, if you can get, if you can be the Beatles... And one of the two main members of the four. And still have people <laughs> still get that. At the, you know, you're still right. this many years. I mean, what, what are they? 50 years since Ed Sullivan. And yeah, he, he's he's getting a nice handout. He's getting a nice favor from Kanye West. <laughs> And that's that's what the internet thinks. I mean, that is so. How does that make you feel as a quote unquote celebrity? Like better or worse? It's not so much as a celebrity. I just look at it as an artist, right? Because I I don't you know the fame thing is I don't I don't care about that so much as the you know be the art part. But I uh, you know it's like what. What can you do? Like, are you ever really, especially now, like, because the idea of TV and movie fame and stuff like that and being an artist as a, you know, being famous for art is something that's relatively new in as far as humankind. I mean... I guess as far as like uh, performance art, I guess, I, you know, you're, we're not court jesters anymore. We're actually respected members of the community. So, I mean, uh, you know, you're, you're just, you're musicians and you're, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass here, but musicians, comics, whoever, you really are never safe. You really can never go, ah, oh, man. Look, I I did a good job. I did, I did everything I want. I accomplished what I wanted, and everybody respects me for it. And I can now relax. You can't. You. It, it, he's the Beatles. <laughs> he's the Beatles, and he's just getting. I mean, because like I was gonna tell you, I didn't talk to you about it. It was um. This past week's episode of The Simpsons, did I talk to you about this? I don't was, think so. Was phenomenally good. It was really, really good. Like, and I, I, it was one of those ones that was so good, I had to go back and check, like, who wrote this? Mm-hmm. And uh, Al Jean and David Merkin wrote it, which those two are part of the original dream team of guys who made the show great back in the early days, you know, and... So, you know, and I was like, hey, just for, you know, and I've never been one that, like, I, as much of a Simpsons fan as I am or or family guy, you know, Seth complains about it all the time on commentary. Like, I think that they're fans of the show, but God, they seem to hate every episode. <laughs> it's like, you, I, 
I never really got into that, the chat room side of it. Yeah. I never really looked into what anybody else thought of. You don't go that, on Facebook or Twitter. No. Or I don't socialize stuff. about it. I just go to sleep to it. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's just, uh, and so I was like, I, I gotta see, you know, on the, you know, on the internet space, like, did, did other people see what I just saw? Because, you know, that was really some Simpsons greatness. And I go on there and Den of Geek, the, the website that yeah. I've written that article for, they wrote a really, really comprehensive, great article on analyzing why that was such a classically great oh, Simpsons good. episode. It was, it was exactly the same way I felt about it. And still... You drop down into the comments, and <laughs> here we go. I mean, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. That one sucked. I, I was worried. I didn't laugh one. What? And it's like, how can... And I, and I had to, of course, oh, go to the point where I'm now... I'm setting up an account with fucking <laughs> Discus or whatever, so that I can comment on this fucking article, because I wanted to say, like... Because I hated that right at the top of the comments of this guy's article. I don't even know the writer's name. Uh, I, I apologize. Uh, but uh, who wrote the article. But I put, you know, I just wanted, at least at the top, I just hated that there was such negativity right at the top. Right. And I was like, man, you know, great article about a really great episode. And I was like, how can somebody be a fan of this when did you become a fan of this show and how could you be a fan of this show and then watch that episode and go meh <laughs> you know, like really you fucking dicks and i i mean i really it's it's uh they're called trolls honey and is. they live all over the internet they dominate it and oh, the thing yeah. is, is well cuz i mean the the nerdosphere used to be just that, the nerdosphere, the the place where just the little trolls lived. But now that everybody kind of lives there and takes their cues and news and opinions from it, it sucks because the trolls are fucking... Their, their opinions become very pervasive and it sucks. I know. I get called a, a gold digger at least five times a day. Mm. And it's so annoying. Four of them are me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> meh, that wasn't that funny. <laughs> and I still get annoyed by it because I'm just—I think I always will. But it's yeah. Well, and then will. I, but then I go and I read people that I respect their, you know, Instagram or whatever, and read all the messages through there. And it's like literally. I mean, my Angelou could have a fucking Instagram account and people would be like, you're a fucking ugly cunt. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. they're just gonna do that shit and you gotta... That's, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's 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 sad that we have to take comfort in it. That like, oh, good, look, you're getting... <laughs> you're getting insulted and harassed too. But <laughs> it's the truth. It's like, you almost have to, be, like, develop a support group amongst artists and entertainers and public figures whatever to go oh look I, I i see that you know somebody is you know is is a place where i'd love to be as a as an artist you would love to be fucking paul mccartney <laughs> right you would love to be i'm wearing you know, his daughter's pants right now you would you are wearing his daughter's pants i mean that's that's how famous he is, is that you, even, somebody who really doesn't care much for anything that was, that came before 1995, <laughs> and you even are, have respect for who Paul McCartney is, enough to wear his daughter's pants. Well, same with Lionel Richie. I like him, too, because his <laughs> daughter makes really cute clothes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, we have had that argument plenty in our home that, uh. I mean, he's fucking Lionel Richie. You just don't no, understand. No, he's Nicole Richie's dad. No, he's... And Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Nicole... No! It's okay, Stella McCartney's no, dad. There would just be no reason, no cause to pay attention to her. 
and and this isn't anything against her personally because I don't I don't care about. I'm sure she's don't you troll. She's grown on up. Nicole Richie. What she's probably a mom and everything. Yes. Fine. Good for her. To just Harlow. Saying, but I think and... <laughs> even she will sit you down and say, "Look, my dad was the lead." Singer for the Commodores. See, I and didn't even then know that. <laughs> he was Lionel fucking Richie through the eighties, and that is that is so enormous. I mean, he was almost. I mean, there was basically Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, Springsteen, Lionel Richie. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody who would be ahead of him. After I mean, that, this this guy was. Uh, where does Britney Spears go in that lineup? Where, where she is the think? queen okay. of pop in in the S's. Okay, <laughs> she goes under under the S's. I mean, just when we start alphabetizing after you know a certain point after fucking Willie Nelson or whatever. I mean, what? I don't know why I brought up the redheaded stranger, but yeah, it's uh, I, I but it's still. It really is uh, is disheartening, uh, you know, to look at the landscape and what your, I mean, when you look at what your goals are as anything, as, as an artist, or being good at anything, I mean, fucking Jordan, I just remember when I started hearing people already start to, you know, recreate you know, crown LeBron or Kobe or whoever yeah. wasn't even a decade after Michael Jordan left. And I mean, I really can't explain to you how great that guy was. I, I mean, one guy, there was just one guy's quote was, it was Michael Jordan plays basketball better than anybody else does anything. Yeah, he's and the Michael Jordan so, of everything. Yeah, he's a gold standard. His name is a gold standard. And people overuse that. He's the Michael Jordan of fucking monster truck rallies or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, there's no, shut up. There's the, nobody who would, who would be a Michael Jordan would be in a fucking monster truck rally. Have you been to a monster truck Dude, rally? Dude, I actually looked that up, like, because I thought it would be funny to take you pregnant to a oh monster truck rally. Oh my God, can I go barefoot I mean, too? It would be so funny for us to go to that. But I, uh, I didn't know it was an actual competition. I just thought it was just trucks running over stuff and then lance murdoch jumps over a, a pool with his fucking motorcycle at the end but what was that a simpsons, simpsons episode yeah, yeah of course uh, but uh i i mean i i looked at this thing because it was it's in anaheim this weekend or something oh my god are you serious yeah i saw an ad for it when i was watching something and uh i had to look it up and uh, it was they had clips like from previous rallies and they're just showing this guy doing this obstacle course and it's kind of like pro wrestling almost it's, like it's a cross between pro wrestling and fucking x games and shit i guess i mean where you i mean i don't know do you build your own big truck <laughs> I why are you looking at me like for answers i don't know <laughs> you just used to you were like bro did you ever go to one like i mean you were fucking I mean, I used to barrel race my horse in the Mid-Ohio Valley, but I've never built a truck. Oh, so where does that put you on the... Uh, <laughs> I'm like at a four. Uh-huh. Yeah, on whatever scale we were talking about. Yeah, all right, fine. Um, But I have been to a monster truck thing where they just, like, drive big trucks over little trucks and smash them. I just remember, like, when I was a kid, uh, there was this truck called Bigfoot, and it was huge. I mean, like, every kid, including me, had a, uh, I think my grandparents or somebody like that, the ones I didn't like, they gave me a, uh, a Bigfoot truck for Christmas or something. And I mean, every kid in America almost had a Bigfoot. And it was just a fucking, like, Chevy, uh, Chevy pickup with huge tires. And it was just, it was nationally, internationally famous for, Bigfoot this Saturday at the fairgrounds, <laughs> running over some old fucking station wagons, <laughs> and your grandma, Saturday, 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 <laughs> yeah, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
would it be funny if I went and auditioned to be that guy? You know, I just had that stupid face the whole time. Like, uh, like, hey, how's everybody doing? All right, okay, well, so do I talk into this mic? All right. Well, okay, here I go. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. I'm a stupid jerk. <laughs> Can you wear a wife beater to this audition? I think I would have to. Because <laughs> I gotta talk like this. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <sighs> oh, good old cutie juice. That shit is good, isn't mm -hmm. it? It's tangerine juice is real talk. I know. I know what to shop for. No, you don't usually, but this is this turned out to be good. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, speaking of hillbilly shit, I have your sperm donor questionnaire that... I know this is January 6th, and you talked about it on the November Caplets, and it's been sitting on my desk to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> my, my sperm donor application has been in your to-do pile. It was actually uh, sitting by like my bedside table for about two months. <laughs> and I'm like, that was, got... uh, yeah, that was fun when I did that. So go watch um, the November Caplets on the new YouTube page, which is youtube.com forward slash Caparulo Caplets. Is, is, there a, is there a date on that thing? Did I enter a date? Uh, I don't see one. Hmm. You're, you were 24. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was. I, I, so it would have been. It was, a, well, it was the first year me and Timmy lived out here. Like and 1999? 99 90. and 2000. I mean, my birthday's in September, so. Could have been. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. Yeah, it was. It probably was ninety nine because I was like, I. I mean, I was so jobless for a good while. You know, maybe until I went came back after Christmas. I don't know if I found a job before that or not. I, so, I just had a job at yelling at the pigeon that was what? outside on <laughs> that one i bought that little pellet oh, that, gun for that's to, beside to that's, roll up on him <laughs> that's on my bedside table too <laughs> and it didn't do shit he just looked at me like <laughs> fucking took off but yeah so you lived in a shitty apartment and you had this ac like in the AC, window yeah there's a like the window ac unit was in the living room because me and Timmy shared a one bedroom and he <laughs> slept in the bedroom on an air mattress and I slept in the living room on a futon. Wow. Because I had, yeah, apparently for some reason I had the captain's quarters. And, uh, that's crazy. It was. Thank uh, you was, for getting your money before I came out here. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I wonder why people yeah, call me a gold I digger. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I mean, <laughs> that that might lead me to believe. I, you know, I, I mean, wouldn't have dated you when you lived in the fucking living room of an apartment. I, yeah, you know, I don't think that there's always such a fine line with. I mean, I think any. I I don't think any woman would want to be with the young boy cap, and I and they shouldn't, because if I get uh, if I find myself a wife and a and a reason to settle down when I'm younger, I don't get to here. You know what I mean? Like I needed to be at a place where I was ready to you know, meet you. Well, you meet you. Your drive is what I find the sexiest about you. I, I, it should be because it's, it's and those not lips. my body. It's those <laughs> lips. It's not, it's not my flat ass. <laughs> no, it's not your ass. <laughs> I just got legs with a, with a brown hole at the top. You really <laughs> don't have a butt. Like I've never seen a person with not a butt other than Hank Hill. Yeah, see, there you go. Me in a cartoon. There's, there's no butt. Like it's so weird. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed I live with by me. it. I, I'm <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm just in like wonder of what that I, thing is. I'm not as as amazed as you are because I I just don't think of dudes having butts. But... Well, no, but you no, I I don't like a big butt on a dude. No, I'm you like, don't want to have a lot of butt. come twerk for me. Yeah, you don't John. have a lot of dude butt. No. I mean, my, my butt makes itself known. 
a butt, a, of, a guy butt needs to be like an I a cup. A lot, is what I'm, is just okay. a little, just a little tiny bit, just a hand of a cup, just an a cup well, butt. I, I, what am I? You're a no cup You're butt. You're negative five. Shut up, man. Shut Your up. butt is smaller butt. than my boobs, my original boobs. <laughs> oh, your god boobs. <laughs> <laughs> my god given original boobs, which now they are triple D's, dude. Triple D dog. It's like <laughs> I have a frat dude with with girl parts. And it's just like you're just. I got these triple D's. Look, they're triple D's now. I had to get new bras because they're triple D's, and they only go up to triple D's at Victoria's Secret. I don't know where to get my next size bra, man. Like imagine a, a, a just, you know, that dude, you know, or maybe you yourself, or but the dude you remember, <laughs> you know, in college. With a who's just who's just uh, who's just really wired all the time with just a bunch of energy. Yeah, Red Bull. Lift weights. Red Bull. Fucking wears affliction shit. <laughs> you know, fucking tattoos. The the fucking. You're the, describing the, my yeah. ex boyfriend. Yeah, I know. I am, and like that dude who loves chicks, bro. Can't get enough. We'll just sit and watch porn just to watch it. Cause oh man. Have a seat. Look at that. I do watch porn about five times yeah, a day. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying, that dude, if that dude were just suddenly granted... Triple D's, dude. Triple D's, dog. <laughs> that's my wife. That's, uh, that's, that's her. It's some, some dude who's that fascinated to have lady parts. Yeah. I like to show them off, too. You sure do. My viewing party doesn't enjoy them as much as I do. Uh, it's your viewing party doesn't have a choice. It wasn't like an invitation thing. It's just you brought the party to my home. Okay, so anyways, I've got this stupid sperm donor questionnaire. So <laughs> it's not stupid. It's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Of, uh, That's I mean, why I've been sleeping beside it. It was. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah, I used to do that on occasion with things, but that I I dug that out of something that uh, when Gene was sending me those boxes of stuff from home. And okay, so I, you're 24. You decide to walk down the street into a sperm bank. Uh, yeah, it was basically down the street. I can't remember. We lived in Canoga Park, and it wasn't that far from us. It was within a few blocks. And I remember there was also a plasma center next to it. And because uh, <laughs> you might as well, and there's give, like a give some more fluid. The, the only <laughs> thing I know about Canoga Park is that like every block, there's a new like pregnancy testing center for free. It like yeah. has flashing lights of like free pregnancy tests. Yeah, and then out of the closet, you know, free HIV tests. So yeah, West Hollywood. I don't know, but they. Uh, I I I went down there and they just. I just remember there being a nurse at the front at the desk and she's like really almost purposely cold like almost like you walked into the principal's office you know wanting to jack off (laughs) (laughs) and it's like hey what's up (laughs) mrs rosemont and uh i don't know why i picked rosemont that's That's a good name it's a a good one yeah so uh, she's she's like uh Okay, well, here's your forms, and uh, just know it's only $35 per acceptable donation. And I was, uh, you know, and I always made my joke that I'll be making six figures this year. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, I it, so I walk, I go home with this form, and then, This thing is like 20, 30 pages yeah, deep. Yeah, I didn't even fill out the whole thing. Which no. Is, which is sad, I wish I did. I, uh. Because I, 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 because at, at first you can tell on there that I was legitimately filling it out to start. Uh, and the, well, hold I know, on. I know the, the, One, the two, three, alias four. thing and stuff like, yeah, I know. Five questions down. Best time to reach you. Anytime afternoon or before 12. <laughs> <laughs> the first line is first name, John. Last name, Caparulo, alias Johnny Three Balls. That's the first line, so I don't know how serious you are. All right, well, I was I was gonna. I was gonna do it seriously, but I, 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 I just, I realized at this point, like, oh, wow, they're, they, they mean they're gonna put my name on the vial, and 
there's going to be a little son or daughter of mine just floating around out there. And I'm like, I can't, no matter how bad I want to jack off for cash, <laughs> I'm not, I can't, I, there's no way. There's no way I could just wonder if there's a, there's a, there's a little me out there running around. Every child you would see, you'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. It's got uh, my face. He was kind of funny. He was kind of funny. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I just, it's, is you know, the more me and Timmy started laughing as I was filling out. Wait, the, Timmy like, was with you? He was there while I was filling out the, the form. Did yeah. he go to do it as well? No, or was he no. just there for moral support? No, he was out looking for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timmy actually went, found employment. I, I remember, like, he was always, he was the richest guy I knew. Like I said, because he's way, getting paid ten dollars an way hour more than Lenny. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> got ten bucks an hour. It was amazing. Okay, so um, one of the first questions is distinguishing characteristics, and you marked that you have birth defects. Describe. You wrote <laughs> tail. <laughs> You then marked that you have thinning hair. Location? Tail. <laughs> <laughs> it then asked for general general information. Plastic surgery? You wrote breast implants. Of course I did. Corrective surgery. Removal of breast implants. Give me a second. Ah, oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It says... Please list any clubs, organizations, hobbies, interests, sports teams, activities, etc. you are involved in. You wrote, <laughs> I am a member of Big Brothers and Big Sisters, the Humane Society, Save the Rainforest, and in many, and in my spare time, I read to the elderly. Now bring on the free porn. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that cap. Sorry, that I messed it up. Four-year-old cap. Is uh, he's he's surprisingly um, good at, at writing some jokes. What would your <laughs> response I'm not, I'm be? Not trying to compliment me, because <laughs> I I look at I feel like I feel like my stand up last week sucked, and I'm like, oh man, that guy was pretty funny. What would your response be if the prospective recipients wanted to meet or speak with you? <laughs> you wrote, okay, I guess, but if they want to watch, it's going to cost extra. <laughs> I remember that one. Um, they ask, have you been a sperm donor before? Yes. If yes, when? Last December. Where? Salvation Army stand outside the mall. <laughs> How many births resulted from your donations? You wrote, births? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's Homer. That's so fucking, that's such Simpsons writing. What type of birth control are you currently using? This one's my favorite. Oh, oh, what was it? My, me, me? My personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you wrote down, hold on, where is it? So it's like asking family history. And you wrote down that your mother, your father, and your sister all have mental retardation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wasn't, wasn't one of my gems. <laughs> it's like this big list and you have to like make all the check marks of like heart disease, cancer. <laughs> like... And I throw them under the bus though. Like, yeah, they're a bunch of retards. <laughs> like if I was serious yeah, and I turned that into medical professionals. <laughs> Briefly explain your personal reasons for wanting to be a sperm donor. You said, <laughs> I've always dreamed of one day being paid for doing something I truly love. <laughs> and at 50 bucks a pop, I figure I'll be bringing in six figures by year's end. Boom. There's the, There's the joke. joke. There's, that There's joke. the joke. See, some of these get written long before they're said on stage. Like my, uh, I always think it's funny when people come up to me like and, and ask me about the, uh, subway bit i used to do the about working at subway yeah and you know i remember writing that i mean writing that joke while i was working at subway 
you know, like, or, or part of it, you know, like, cause the guy wanted so many things on his sandwich and I was like, <laughs> how can you eat this sandwich? You it's, want cookies on it too, it's dude? It's too big. It's like, what do you, what, you want cookies? <laughs> do, napkins? You want some napkins on there? It was like. It's Thanksgiving in a bun. <laughs> yeah, that I wrote later. Um, when I was more refined, I guess, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, it's so funny, like how as a comic, it's just like, Certain little lines or jokes or, I guess, your take on things, you just kind of put them in your pocket and eventually they come out. Or some, in some respects, they come out over and over and over again because it just becomes a perspective that you have that people keep asking you about. I think that's cool. I remember it the other day. I <laughs> it is sometimes. I mean. Well, it's cool that you have the same personality that you've always had. Like when I read those, mm-hmm. it's still you. Like even though that was eleven years ago. No, that wasn't. That was uh, four, what was it? You were twenty four. You're twenty. Oh no, fuck! I'm I'm almost forty, dear. It's, oh yeah, I'm thirty nine. <laughs> I still think was, you're thirty five for ago. some that reason. That was a long time ago. You were in high school when I wrote that shit. No, I was in junior high. You were in junior high when I, I wrote was in that eighth shit. grade. Yeah. But for some reason, you, you got left back. No, fuck you! I did I not. Put, I listed you as retarded on there. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Firstly, I was in the talented and gifted program. Okay, firstly, <laughs> I don't have a secondly. <laughs> but I think it's really cool that like that. If, however, thousands of many years ago, that's still your personality. Like I told you, I love I have that time hop app. Mm, yeah, yeah. With and you. so I've been reading like Facebook and Twitter posts that I posted four, seven, eight years ago or whatever, and I'm like, yeah. oh, like it's embarrassing to read. Yeah, well, yeah, it's. Uh, I was just it's snarky a- and rude and just like not even funny. Like there was no funniness about it. It was just mean. Well, I'm, I. I guess it depends on who you hang out with. Um, it's, <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's well, I, I, I did. I never would want you to be snarky or highfalutin or you know talk down your nose to anybody, which you still want to in some ways because you just want to be right and smarter than everybody else. Well, of course. So. You'll always be that way, but I, I think you now have a more of a an appreciation for humility and being somewhat down to earth. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't see the shoe bills, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the shoe bill comes every month. Like there's, a, it's like a milkman. <laughs> Got to pay the shoe, Lord. The shoe bill. Uh, the shoe bill's here, honey. Ah, shit. Put them off. (laughs) Um, Do you want to do questions? Uh, Yeah, sure. All right. See, Adam asks, have you ever been worried about having enough material while doing a set or at one of your shows? Uh, Yes. Um, You know, that's something that probably only in the past four or five years has become a a thing that I've, I've been able to shed. Like, that sort of worry. You know, even, you know, even a few years ago, like, I knew I had enough material to, you know, go and headline and do a set that was an hour long or whatever, 45 minutes long or, you know, but when you first do your headlining sets, it's fucking scary because you're really used, you're used to doing... 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 5 minutes, you know, and it's like now, like, when I, my first day's headlining, I remember we're down in, you know, like La Jolla and the, at the comedy store down there, you know, I, I remember like, I would do such a great first 25 minutes, and, and then, man, it was it was like it was like SNL. It just got really shitty <laughs> toward the end, like where it was just like, yeah, it's a real garbage dump from here, folks. Because I'm I'm basically out of good jokes, so I'm just gonna use. I'm just gonna get. It, it really would just get dirtier and dirtier as the later in my set because I was out of my fucking silver bullets. Um, but you know, as time goes on, you. Uh, 
you realize you have enough. I, I the thing is, is I'm sworn to never use. You know, I guess I'm a. I don't know if it's a purist or whatever, but I don't like anything that was on meat cap. I've forgotten all of those. Yeah. Jokes like you know people remind me of them now, and it's almost as if. I think I know them better than you do. Yeah, and it's almost as if I feel bad because it's almost as if that wasn't me because, like, I don't, I don't know them anymore because I don't watch myself. <laughs> that would be <laughs> creepy. And I just, you know, I, I you just kind of lose. It's like muscle memory. You lose the uh, the just the the rhythm and flow of that particular bit joke or whatever so it's gone now it's gone from my memory and then i can't do it anymore and i don't want to do stuff like when i go do my road it shows now it's like i don't want to do stuff that was on you know come inside me or anything like that like i don't i don't want people to even though people want to see stuff that they're familiar with or at least they think they do i i just don't want to give them something that they know they know the answer to yeah you know well, like people I, come to see if their favorite band and they want to see all the favorite hits sure. and it's like comedy's not that way right and it's, you have to keep it interesting for you too yeah it has to be you know it, it has to be a surprise it has to be something different you you can't know what the punchline is going to be really for it to be you know, you know but the thing is is i watch the simpsons over and over again i watch family guy whatever i i mean comedies like that for people where i know they watch my set or whoever their favorite comics are their set over and over again and they know their you know the lines and i used to do that too when i watched you know comics uh, uh, but you know as a comic myself, I just always feel like I'm feel like I'm cheating my audience if I just recycle stuff that they've already seen. Yeah, and I understand it from your point of view, but I also, if you watch any of Louis C.K.'s um, interviews where they talk about his least favorite show ever, it was in Cleveland, mm. and I was at that show. I really? Yeah. Did he name that show? He names it. That oh, Cleveland wow. was his least favorite show ever, <laughs> and I know that I was at the one that he's talking about because a girl puked behind me. Like, there was this huge disturbance. Everybody was calling out, like, different bits for him. Yeah. And it was... But that was my Jim Norton was the only comedian I well in the Dane Cook Torgasm tour. So I had seen Dane Cook and those guys Torgasm, and I'd seen Jim Norton and then Louis C.K. It's a lot of comics though. You you were a comedy fan only because my boyfriend was right, but right. he got me into it, and and he was a fan of Jim and Louis, and that's why I was there. And that's he had decent and, taste, so and, it's like yeah, you're you got. You yeah, elevated luck. your yeah, taste. Yeah. I I mean, if I got anything out of that relationship other than a husky that I don't get to see, it would be, yeah, that he got me into the comedy world. Yeah, I gave you good taste. That's why you're with <laughs> somebody like me. <laughs> so don't don't give me that look. The way farts have been falling out of you lately, and you wave them at I me. I don't put the microphone down them. into my crotch. Well, then you're really losing something, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so anyway, we're, so you, so he at, names that show. He names the Cleveland show as the worst show he's ever had. And <laughs> it was, I mean, it was complete mayhem. At the time when I was sitting there, I mean, yeah, there was mayhem, puke all. But yeah, I said mayhem. You said mayhem, mayhem. It's mayhem, not ham. May oh, it's not mayhem? <laughs> it's not mayhem. It's complete mayhem. <laughs> Oh Fuck my you, man. god. What a gold digger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hate my life. Um no I, I so where was the show though? Um at the one of the theaters, like Sixth Street Theater, like one of the you, there's the Ohio Theater and the I think yeah. maybe where you had Meat Cap special. Really? Ohio Theater was that was the one I did. It might have been there. It was right around in the area of like where that LeBron mural was and Yeah, there's like a theater district and there's a couple yeah. different ones there because I, as I said in the last podcast, I took a makeup class in college and we went to Wicked to see their makeup stuff done. Mm -hmm. Did I say that in the last podcast? Anyways. You saw Wicked before this one? I saw them do their makeup oh. and get ready. Right. So I got to see their costumes and the intricacies of the buttons and the makeup and all that kind of stuff. I didn't actually get to see the play. Okay. But 
there's a whole theater area in Cleveland, and Louie was at one of them. And the whole crowd the entire time was calling out different bits that they wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And it seemed normal to me at the time. Now, I can't believe that people were doing that. And I understand why that was his worst show ever. Like, I, yeah. But it was, I remember sitting there at the time being like, he has this bit about his daughter won't put on her fucking shoes, and that's all I wanted to see. I just wanted him to play my favorite song. Right. And But just taking it from the fan side of strictly a fan side, just please, I want to hear, and I wasn't that big of an asshole to like call out, dude, your daughter, you know, I wasn't going to say that, but it was just like, that's all I, (laughs) (laughs) that's all I wanted to hear. And people just kept calling out their favorite songs. Yeah. All night long. Yeah. And, but then I now see it from this side where it's like, just let the artist be the artist and do what they're doing that is in their time. That bit he could have wrote when his daughter was two Mm -hmm. and his daughter's now 10. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't remember it. He doesn't know it. It's in a different period of his life. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's a really, that comes from a very inside point of view, what you just said. I mean, the the fact that you're able to look at it from that side and understand it that way. Because I think that a lot of people look at, they look at comedy like, you know, you know, like you're just going to be a band that just plays their hits and gets off stage. You know, you're hauling oats or something like that. <laughs> like, you're done writing. We get it. Just do what we we came to hear. And get the fuck on, but I, I, I think that anybody who's good is never done on his quest. Creating, yeah, like you know, we look at Seinfeld or Chris Rock or Louie or you know any of those guys. They keep writing and keep getting better, and that's what I always want to be. I, I just want to be somebody. I, you know, I've been working so hard writing trying to write this fucking TV show cartoon that I want to do. And I I really wish I could get to a point where it's like, that's all I had to really think about and care about was just writing bits, just writing some stand-up bits. That's all I had to, that's all I had to care about. Not, because the thing is, is in order to be, you know, that's why I hate about, Maybe, I don't know if it's show business in general or it's just comedy where it's like, in order to get that, you know, to be recognized, to to be a great stand-up throughout history or whatever, you have to do all of these other things that aren't stand-up. And, you know, whether it's a, having a sitcom or a talk show or whatever... You know, movie star, being a movie star, it's just you have to elevate your career in some other aspect, into some other realm, so that you get, you, it's almost like getting a tournament bid, like if you're a college team, you, you know, people recognize you, you're in the game now, okay, well, we'll we'll evaluate your stand-up comedy based on your talk show. But you don't want to be in a movie or on a sitcom. I I, well, I, I want to do this animated show. I do because I love cartoons and, you know, animated sitcoms as much as I do. I would love, I love this idea, but it's like, right, the way I, writing it is such torture. It's so hard to do and it's so out of my, uh, it's not as easy and natural as stand-up is. And... I just want it all to be like, so, okay, so, so are we good? Can we, am I invited to the big dance as far as stand-up <laughs> comedy goes? All right, good. Now I'll just write stand-up comedy bits. And I would love to get to that point where it's just, it's all downhill and we're just, we're just writing dick jokes and fucking, <laughs> you know, more, more poop. Talk about poop and cat. <laughs> did you poop your pants again? Well, yes, yes, I did. Here's another story. <laughs> I wonder why fans, people, don't look at stand-up like it's enough. Mm. Like, you can't just do stand-up and be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Why do you have to do all the other things? You know, I think it's... 
It's a good question. It, it's I, I think it's because, you know, people need a reason to to make you, to look at you as a big deal, I guess. You know, and in order for you to be a big deal, you have to be on a, like I said, it, it was before it was a TV show or, you know, now it's becoming more of an online thing and, uh, you know, I, it's just, you just have to do these other things that make it so that, I guess your live performances are just, they're just, uh, Icing on the cake. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Because we, we all, stand-up comics, we all get into this because we're good at the stand-up comedy part. And that's really, I think, in general, most of us, what we all want to do is that. And we're pushed or or, or at least given an, enough reason to pursue other ventures in order to do what we came to do in the first place when we were fucking 21. Um, you named some great comedians, so I'm going to ask this question. This is from Bad Boy Brit. He says, John, if you had to pick one comedian to listen to for the rest of your life, who would it be and why? Mm, wow. Uh, <sighs> you, yeah, well, let's see. It's a hard, I, you know, I wish I could answer, answer things in a simple way, <laughs> but I can't. Um, you know, I loved when Sam Kinison was alive and writing and was really, you know, but, you know, he hit a point where you could tell like he just was, he was just, he was kind of maybe cruising and he didn't really write that much as, as he did before. So I don't know if. I mean, there's just only so much uh, of a catalog of his stuff to listen to. Um, and then the same thing with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was so fucking good. I was mean, he good from stand-up or was he good and did people know him from movies? Stand Well, he was, he got famous first for Saturday Night Live. He was 18 or 19 when he got that show. Wow. And yeah, he was like. I mean, there's so, I remember, they, I, I really wonder if this is true. I don't think it is. I It's not on anything official, but I remember when I first got into comedy, I remember like, you know, everybody just, you know, everybody just destroys like your, you know, tells you there's no Santa Claus or Easter Bunny <laughs> when you get into show business of any kind. It's like, you know, oh, you like Eddie Murphy? Well, yeah, when he did Delirious... All those bits he did in that he stole from from Long Island and Brooklyn comics, <laughs> and you he know, raped it, baby seals. Yeah, it was just always it's always like oh damn it he was he, he sucked cock for those jokes or something <laughs> like it's just fucking do you really dude are you just lying or are you you know is there something is there anything true that you're saying like because I remember people said that. I remember this one, you know, I think one guy could really start a rumor that really has no basis, but I remember getting told as a young doorman that, that Eddie Murphy was, there was supposed to be, there was another black guy in New York who, I don't even know if they named him, they just said he was another black comic, and he was the hottest comic in New York, and he was really, really great. And SNL signed him, uh, you know, to be on the cast and realized right after they signed him on that he couldn't read. And they were, they freaked out and then signed Eddie Murphy just as a, you know, like a, 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 as an emergency to like, you know. Emergency black man? Uh, yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah, we need a black guy in here quick. And uh, so they just signed him and then. He took off into superstardom, which, you know, to me at the time when I was young, I just was like, oh, my God, really? I'm going to go tell 40 other people this story. And I look at it now and I don't I don't know. That, that just sounds so ridiculous. But he was so fucking phenomenally talented. But he said himself that he got there was so much attention on him. Like he was so big that after he did two concert films 
delirious and raw, which nobody does. Nobody does that. That's it's just retarded. Sorry, retarded people. Um, <laughs> but um, he just he did it. it. Was so unbelievable. Everybody was hanging on his every word as far as stand up, and he he kind of was like, I I don't want to do this anymore. Like he's like, it's just too big a deal. It's too much pressure. I'm done. And that's the the words I got from people who actually talked to him. That he was just like, it's just not fun anymore when I when it's that big of a deal to everybody. Yeah. And you know, Dice said that to me. I remember I was hanging. It was so cool for me to you know. I remember Andrew Dice Clay was an idol of mine at fourteen and fifteen because <laughs> he was so huge. He was he was a rock star when I was first starting high school, and. He uh he told me like I remember I he I went and did we did this fundraiser show in El Paso together and I remember I'm in fucking Walgreens with Dice. <laughs> That's what's so cool about when you actually get to start going places in the your you know in your your dream business. I'm in Walgreens with Dice and he's like talking to me about you know. When he, he's like, I did the Rose Rose Bowl. He's like, I opened for Guns N' Roses at the Rose Bowl. And he's like, it, it was just never the same after that. It just, that, he's like, that that one scared me. He's like, I, I didn't, I just couldn't, I got nervous after that. And then he, st- he said he started coming in, because when I was a doorman, he would never come into the comedy store when there was a big crowd. He always come in. Late at night, Sunday night, you know, Monday night, something like that. When there was 15, 16 people there, something like that. I've only like, seen him there, like, maybe three times. Yeah, just a smattering of, you know, late night drunks. He would come in and fucking work them for a couple of hours. And and he just said it was just like, I, you know, it became too big of a deal. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I I would never want to get to that point where I got scared off from from comedy. And, uh, I mean, not that that's going to happen tomorrow, but um, (laughs) I'm going to Raleigh. But I don't think think there's a Rose Bowl in Raleigh yet. Um, But, uh, I I mean, uh, no offense, NC State. But uh, I, you know... isn't it weird to see that transition, though, that at one point in your life, going to Walgreens with Dice was huge. Oh, but if Dice were to call <laughs> you right now and be like, meet me at the Walgreens of West Hollywood, you'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> I'd be thinking of an excuse. like, man, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I stubbed my toe. and um, I... I mean, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, you know, he was so, it was so interesting to be able to talk to somebody who you know like when you watch when somebody's your hero at the time of their peak you know like you're one of the fans when they're you know a superhero essentially and then you get to have a conversation at walgreens about that whole thing with them yeah. As a as a as a, as somebody that they look at as, you know, a peer or somebody who's you know, he well, obviously I was always I mean, and still behind him, but he you know he would look at me as like somebody who was that he on would his have way a to conversation doing something. With. Yeah. Like and that's fucking that's that's the definition of I mean a word that gets overused but surreal. It's really, really fucking surreal to like go you're you want to be in that moment and just, you know, enjoy it for what it is. Boy, this conversation's really something that's valuable and cool. But holy shit, I'm having this conversation <laughs> right. right now. So you're just, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of cool. But, um, so in answer to the, the, to the question <laughs> to start this, if I could listen to any comic. Uh, you know, for, you know what, Robin Harris, I was, I was watching the thing about Robin Harris. I've never heard that name. Guy's so funny. I, I tried to like, 
show you a few things. He was the guy who was Bebe's kids and everything. Like this, okay. this guy. He's just one of those guys. He's like a he's like a uh, playground legend. Like he's like, I mean, he was becoming a movie star and he was becoming really, really, you know, he was really coming into his own. And he died in 1990, just all of a sudden a sleep apnea. Like, yeah, and I remember we talked about it because it was like he was on the road. They didn't even know he had sleep apnea. He just woke up and or the, he didn't wake up one night and. They went to get him because they were late for the the plane, and his brother, you know, went to his room and found him dead. And I mean, I, it's he's one of those guys that I look at like, you know, I when I was watching his documentary about him, and I, I was reminded of just how fucking hilariously funny he was to me when I was a kid wanting to be a comic. God, he was funny. I. I he just didn't get to put a, together a, the body of work that you would have liked because he died so early, just like Kennison and, you know, fucking Bill Hicks or whoever. I, you know, I don't know. I I mean, Louis C.K. is fucking phenomenal. So I love, I, I love listening to his comedy, watching his comedy on his show. I mean... <laughs> be kind of a really be a dismal fucking uh, actually be a dismal uh, set of circumstances to be like hey here make a choice you can listen to one comedian <laughs> for the rest of your life get down in your hole um but uh yeah you'd eventually I, hate that comedian yeah yeah you would but uh you know eddie murphy kennison robin harris uh, Dice was hilarious, you know, when his, when he wanted to be, I don't know, Freddie Soto, Freddie Soto, if you ever, if you ever get a chance, look up Freddie Soto, uh, he died when, uh, in 2005, and, uh, God, he was, he was, he was such a cool guy, and he was really, he was just underrated, brilliant, because people didn't get a chance to really know him. Because he was only 35 and died in his sleep also. And, uh... Fuck sleep, I, man. I'm telling you, man, just make sure I have the fucking machine on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, um... He he was just... I, I To watch a guy become his father on stage is so impressive. I mean, it's so... It was beautiful. It was really fucking beautiful. Wait, I'm not caught up. Freddie Soto's dad was a comedian? No, 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 no. He was, he would do, he would do he, material. He would transform into his dad. His dad. Like, yeah. Okay. And he would just, you know, like, I kind of want to do that in my own, right, with, you know, with my dad and my relationship. <laughs> you do, though. I just kind of bitch like he does all the time, you know, and like, had but you... I, I had never really done it service, because I'm not as comfortable as he was coming out of myself, because... He could really, really, in my act, I, it's sort of like I'm comfortable with me delivering the punchlines. He was able to make his dad just come to life on stage, and it was so good. And that's why they tried to do a sitcom, you know, based on his act, and they just butchered his act, of course. It was just, I mean, it's terrible what what, what they'll do, but... um. The NBCs, ABCs, CBSs. Yeah, it's just because it's like nobody's gonna be his dad better than him, right? But you know, somebody's got to play Freddie, so it's just <laughs> like it's a real, it's a real conundrum or whatever. Uh, it's a, it's a. He's he was just, so he had a sitcom that just completely yeah, bombed. They, they, I think they shot a pilot and maybe and maybe six episodes or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know if it ever you know, saw the light of day. I know, I remember when they were shooting it and because we had the same management, uh, but, um, but Freddie Soto, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, hilarious fucking comic. This is going to sound like another ignorant question coming from me, but, um, did Kennison do movies and sitcoms and stuff? Sam Kennison did a, uh, yeah, he did a couple, he did a, a movie called Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield that he got, he did a small part in that 
got really a lot of attention. And then he started being, he had a, like a, a role on a, he was some Fox sitcom, I think, where like, like he played like, you know, like when somebody has like the angel on their shoulder and. Yeah, and the angel and devil. Yeah, he played like something like that huh. in some sitcom, like. Just wondering if at that like, time he had all the pressures to do, I mean, obviously Twitter and Instagram and all the social media wasn't around, but did he have the pressures to do, write a sitcom and star in movies and do all the things that mm -hmm. they want to bombard you with now? Well, yeah, I think the, the, the formula started way, way back. I mean, way back with like fucking, in, when TV started, Dick Van Dykes and stuff like that, guys, Newhart, Bob Newhart. Dick Van who? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> what? Maybe Kanye West should let him <laughs> do a guest star on his next album. Jesus Christ. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, it's always been sort of this stock formula that, you know, they put everybody through. And I think... People are, especially now with the options we have to, you know, to sort of do things independently of networks and, you know, even television itself. I think people are starting to realize that that formula is kind of played out. And I think they were realizing a while ago. I just, I got caught up in myself. I had development deals and, hey, come on, kid, jump off that lawnmower and, you know, come with us. We're going to pay you a bunch of money. To meet with writers who were going to watch, you know, a sample of your stand-up and try to make a show out of it. And it's just going to be a bastardized version of it. Or it's just going to be something that it just never really has the chance to be anything really good. I think I've realized over the years that I anything I've gotten is because uh, I wrote it myself. I mean, stand-up, I just, I write it myself, and when I'm on, I was on Chelsea, I got to write it myself, and, you know, I just, our, our vows, <laughs> I wrote it myself. I, that was know. probably your best work. I, it was, it was some, it was some good work, it was some good work. I wanted to fart at the end of it, but, uh, uh, you, you know, probably you did. to that out, of course. <laughs> Always up my ass. <laughs> I still want to get, like, your vows written in your handwriting and have it tattooed down my rib gauge. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, let's just have. Why don't Why don't you go ahead and work on give giving birth to a healthy daughter, and then um, you know we'll worry about tattooing a, a, a paragraph on your side. Yeah, if you could condense your work, that would be great. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm not looking for notes. Really, so. <laughs> All right, one last question because you're just talking about sitcoms. This. Um, self Harmon actually tweeted this to you, but because it was just <laughs> so out of left field that I had to bring it into the podcast. Ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, John. Hey. When can we expect a Work It season two? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's, uh, <laughs> that's really nice of you. <laughs> Is that a joke? Is that serious? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's, um... That's a good question. I I don't if 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 it's a joke, <laughs> never. <of course. laughs> um, if it's not a joke, um, I just I really really want you to go out there and look at some some other shows <laughs> and and see what else is out there and what's available to you because there's better comedy. Um. You, you really know. learned from doing that that you just don't like to read other people's writing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I know. Well, that's what we were kind of talking about a second ago was that you you have to write for yourself. Yeah. Well, it just wasn't. It's not fun for me to to tell jokes that I didn't think of. Like, it's that's what's fun about being a stand-up and doing comedy is not only am I delivering a line that's funny, but... It came from it, you. Yeah, it came, came from, from your my heart. head, and there's a there's a mischief to it to it that is really, it's 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 fun. It's just so fun to be like, <laughs> look, you didn't see. I'm gonna dare them not to laugh at this this thing that I thought of. That is, you know, you know, it's about farts or it's about you know 
sex or yeah, whatever. And man, it's just uh, farts or sex are really the only <laughs> sub subjects. But uh, that's what's so fun about being funny is actually, you know, saying it yourself. And I and I really don't want to knock work it as far as the people who worked on the show there were some talented people working there and they were really they worked hard and they they had resumes from other things that they did that they they, they, they were good it was a cool experience i it, loved it, going there every friday and watching it and it was just yeah. the people were nice and it was fun and it was just i yeah. felt like i mean i was still two or what two years out of Ohio, and I yeah. felt like I was the coolest bitch in town, <laughs> going to the set and watching. I like I loved every second of it. I, you know what I and it was a nice. I'm glad that, you know, at least for your sake that we had that nice break from me just, you know, hauling ass all over the you know, you know the country on planes and stuff. So like raleigh portland <laughs> and walker minnesota yes those are the next three that i'm gonna haul my ass to um, then tampa nashville and buffalo i love the shows just i hate to get in there it fucking sucks but i'll see you very shortly raleigh and, and minnesota you guys are surprisingly into my jokes <laughs> Minnesota is actually almost sold out. It's a theater at the Northern Lights Casino, and I looked at like the all the theater seatings. There's like five tickets available that are like scattered around. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really good when I did Acme that last time. It was really it was just jam packed. It was like, wow, <laughs> I've never really been to Minnesota but once. <laughs> but fuck yeah, so I might convince you for me to go to Portland. Oh, because you want your donuts. I want my donuts, and I have a friend that lives there, and she's pregnant too, so we can. Wait, give... is that coming up? Wait, what? Why would you? Portland no. is January twenty second through the twenty fourth. I, I just don't like you traveling when you don't have to. But it's Annie and I can grind. compare bellies uh, and eat donuts. You want to go compare bellies while eating voodoo donuts? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's what I got to say. <laughs> I just crap myself. I think. Did you really? Uh, come on. How long have you known me? I've known you long enough to know that you crap yourself. I've ne I have never actually crapped myself with you. Have really? I? Yes. Have I? No. Yeah, I've seen you run a lot. Well, I know you've seen me run, but I don't think you've actually... I, I don't know that I've shit myself with you. <laughs> I mean, since I've been a married... <laughs> I've made you a better man. Yeah, I, I just uh, more... Continent? No, there is that the opposite of incontinent? I don't know. I haven't shit myself, I don't think. I know that I have a fudge bar that's sitting beside me melting, and I really have to pee. Yeah, I got one in my pants. All right. Don't ruin my treat. All right, everybody. See ya. <laughs>